Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to the program. Can you believe that number you heard in the newscast there? Michael Bloomberg has spent, in total, in this short span of his campaign so far, over $400 million. $400 million. I am so often turned off by those illustrations where the newspapers will stack up dollar bills and show us how close to the moon uh, a stack of a million dollars would get. Uh, well, for <laughs> this stack, a stack of four hundred million dollars would get pretty close to the pretty close to the moon. Uh, that's absolutely astounding. Is he buying? Is he buying uh, his entree into these debates? Did he buy his way uh, into number two spot in the polls? Of course he did, right? Anyway. We, in this segment, I want to share with you a story that has been shaping up since November, at least to our knowledge. In reality, the story itself has been shaping up since uh, 2008, uh, over 10 years ago. I want to share with you some reporting done by KSL News Radio's Mark Juke in November of last year. Police found the body after they were called to the apartment on Friday to check on 75-year-old Jean Soron Mathers. Her body was found on her bed. Responding officers called detectives, who then found the second body in a chest freezer. They're working to confirm the man's identity. The other tenants reported seeing a male around the apartments, but every time they asked how long ago, they got a different answer. Um, and that's why right now it's potentially between a year and a half to 11 years that this male has been inside this freezer. Police Sergeant Jeremy Hansen says there's no sign of foul play in the woman's death, but the man's death is suspicious. Mark Juke, KSL News Radio. Those suspicions as to the man's death, they remain. But there have been some significant developments. Tooele police, uh, since November of last year, have been putting out updates to this story. The first uh, release described the situation thusly. Around 1,100 hours, patrol officers were dispatched to Remington Park Apartments located uh, blah, 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 for a welfare check. And you know what a welfare check is? That is when, uh, you know, maybe a neighbor or a family member is concerned about uh, an aunt or a grandma or someone or a neighbor. Maybe they haven't seen them in a while or for whatever reason they're concerned about their well-being. You can call the police and say, hey, I would like to dispatch a welfare check. Would you please just knock on the door, peek in the windows, make sure that uh, uh, whoever it is is safe and healthy and alive. Well, a request of that nature was made in Tooele. Police responded. A maintenance worker, in fact, had made uh, the request for a welfare check. Well, when officers arrived, they discovered that there was a 75-year-old female uh, passed away. She, on her bed, uh, was discovered had been dead for about two weeks when officers arrived to conduct that welfare check. And that happens. 
it, it's a terrible, heartbreaking reality, but it does happen. There are instances where folks find themselves living lives, lives such that they don't have regular contact with people. Maybe they're estranged from their family members or they've uh, died and gone away and that's, and there's only one person left in the family and that person is void of friends. Uh, sometimes some significant time can pass by before the uh, absence of someone is, is noted. And that's that's a sad and heartbreaking thing. So if you've got someone, if you've got someone in your family that's uh, flirting with that kind of situation, reach out to them. Uh, folks should have someone to talk to and someone to check on them. Anyway, that's a tangent. Back to Tooele. It was discovered by detectives after they made their way into the home of this 75-year-old woman who was found deceased on her bed. They opened up a freezer there in the house, and inside the freezer they saw the deceased body of an adult male. Now, that changes things. That changes the nature of a run-of-the-mill welfare check. And so, immediately, an investigation ensued. And it was uh, determined that this individual was Paul E. Mathers. Now, near the body, there was a letter. Near the body of this man, uh, Paul E. Mathers, uh, who was found deceased in a freezer where he'd been living, uh, there was a letter. A notarized letter. You know how the notaries work. It's uh, someone who has a notary has somehow demonstrated to a municipality that they are or a state that they are trustworthy and that they can sign documents, affidavits or such that would uh, give a little more authority to uh, a letter or a statement or some sort of document as filled out by someone like you or me. So what I'm about to read you is a notarized letter. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, likely written by Paul E. Mathers, the man who was found dead in a chest freezer in the home where a 75-year-old woman had been found deceased in her bed. It reads, I, Paul E. Mathers, a.k.a. Paula, being of relatively sound mind and cancer-ridden body, make the following statement. I am fully aware that my heart condition, the Lortabs and hydrocodine, will eventually stop my heart. It will not be deliberate as I am not ready to leave my wife, Jean Marie. Jean has foiled my actual suicide attempts. I want it known that Jean is in no way responsible for my death. Although that will be what my drama queen mother will claim. My mother, Zeta Lamb, can get on with her life without having to acknowledge that I, her firstborn, Am a T G capital T period capital G period. Now it's supposed that that is reference to the the word transgender, and you'll notice at the beginning of the letter when it says I uh, first off addressed to whom it may concern I Paul E Mathers A.K.A Paula, uh, and then it closing with my mother Zeta Lamb can get on with her life without having to acknowledge that I her firstborn am a TG. Now, this notary, the notary stamp, 
a notary recognized by the state has a, a stamp that has their name and their unique notary number. This document is stamped. It is signed by the notary and it is dated to December 2008. So what is unknown still to authorities is when and how this man or uh, and again, I'm. I'm I'm not sure exactly how to handle the pronouns in this situation, uh, but this individual I'll call uh, Paul E. Mathers, a.k.a. Paula, was found in the in the freezer <clears throat> with this note above. Absolutely fascinating. Now, there is another twist, and this is what came and was revealed uh, in some documents uh, shared yesterday by uh, Tooele Police as they wrapped up their investigation. Let me, uh, you know what, shoot, before uh, we get into this last little detail, let me share with you uh, another d- detail uh, that was shared by Police Sergeant Jeremy Hansen. Uh, this was in, again, November when KSL's Mark Juke was covering this story initially. We do think foul play is suspected. Uh, but the case is very early in the investigation simply because we haven't, until the medical examiner identifies the male, um, that's a, a big piece of the puzzle that we need. So one of those two questions has been answered. The identity has been established of this individual and now has foul play been involved. That question with the death of the 75-year-old woman who turns out to be his wife, uh, th- that question remains unanswered. Here is one last Interesting detail uh, surrounding this story. This is coming from uh, one of the releases shared by the Tooele City Police Department. Uh, Detectives have narrowed down the timeline for Mr. Mather's death, which we believe occurred between March, uh, between 2 March and 5 March 2009. Mr. Mather's sister reported she spoke with Mr. Mather's on the phone on that day, and Mr. Mather's sister went to the residence on the 5th of 2009 and was told by uh, Mrs. Mathers uh, that Mr. Mathers had moved to California. Now, here's the last detail. Since then, since then, someone has been on the receiving end of $177,000 in VA benefits. This detail discovered after detectives received a response to their subpoena of records from the Department of Veteran Affairs. Someone was on the receiving end of $177,000, and all of that would have been uh, received up until his body, uh, the body of Mr. Mathers, was discovered in November of last year. Now, the police department has uh, ended their investigation, and the conclusions still contain a number of question marks. This is one of those true crime things that I tell you what may very well become a movie. The the twists and turns that have been un, uh, uncovered and unveiled by the police department is, is absolutely, first off, it's heartbreaking, all right? I, I know I tell this story with a little bit of a flippant tone, but it's absolutely heartbreaking. Two folks uh, found dead in their home. It breaks your heart no matter the circumstances. But the peripheral details here are absolutely intriguing and fascinating. Next up. We're going to speak to a man who is in quarantine in Japan right now. He's from Tooele County. He's a Utah, and he's the first and only Utah to have tested positive for the coronavirus. He's frustrated with the way he's being treated. We'll speak to him next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. 
I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.